0: The uh, Christmas series that we're doing is uh, Christmas Prayer, by the way. We're doing a, a thing called the Christmas Prayers, and uh, it, it's, a, it's a pattern. Actually, I'm just going to tell you it's a gift from the Holy Spirit through Pastor Keith Hodges to you, and I hope when we get down to the end of this series, when we, I mean, when we get to the end of what we're talking about here And you really look at this series on why do we even need a pattern of prayer, I hope you can see this is a gift from the Holy Spirit to you. I mean, I promise you, if you'll follow this pattern, thank you. I thought I done had you know, I don't anyway. Thank you. See, Christmas prayers are prayers that move us. Thank you, my brother. It's definitely been one of them days. But I, I need my hand. No, man, that's six foot tall, dude. Now I feel short. Christmas prayers are prayers that move us from a wish list to a prayer life that changes things. See, there's something that I struggle with in my own life, okay? It's all good, brother. I'm good. We're going to work it out. I was, we're going we're gonna to work it with one hand. We're going to work this thing. There's something I struggle with in my own life, and that is that if one of my family members get in trouble, or my kids, if one of my kids gets strung out on drugs, let me say if, let me change that, when one of my kids get on drugs, I'm going to just tell you I get on my face, I get, I mean, I get on my knees. No, man, I don't like it. Oh, I got to have it for Facebook. Well, Facebook, I hope y'all appreciate that because it's bright. They probably don't need to see all them creases and wrinkles in my face. Really, I want you to think about it, though. Now, listen, when one of my kids get in trouble, this is why I appreciate what the word that my wonderful pastor has got for us. There's something special about this word. And I, and I hope when we get to the end of this, you'll understand why. When one of my kids are on drugs or one of my kids are in trouble, I get on my face and I cry out for my kids. Matter of fact, there's, during my prayer time, there's, there's tears. There's real tears that are going on. And if one of my kids are in trouble or they're, uh, when they're on drugs, man, I get on my knees. It drives me to my knees. I mean, I get real with my prayer when one of my kids are in trouble. I hope you do it if your kids get in trouble, or your wife gets in trouble, or a family member gets in trouble, or maybe you've been called to be somebody special, and you just do that for people out here. But let it be about one of ours. See, it causes me, knowing that they're in trouble... Knowing that they're in trouble causes me to have a passion as I'm crying out and I'm saying, Lord, set my kids free. Your word says my kids can be free. Now let me tell you what a struggle with. What a struggle with with is once they are free, and they're, and they're, and their looks start to look good, and life becomes normal. I'm gonna have to use that. Excuse me, Facebook. Be right back. I'm back. There we go. Page one. We're gonna fix number. We're gonna fix third service. Page one. When life becomes normal, I mean, it might not be drugs for you, but I, I, I'm pretty sure everybody's been in a struggle in here. Everybody been through some struggles, and when you get in them struggles, son, you get on them knees. You get serious with it. You know, I don't know if it makes a difference when uh, I be on my knees or not. Well, I tell you what, you go ahead and try it when the struggle's on, right? When your kids is counting on you to stay alive, to cover them in prayer, but then they come out, they start looking good, everything starts going back to normal, and my prayers start sounding like, Lord Cover my family in the name of Jesus. I mean, I say all the right words. I promise you, I say the right words. I cover them with the right words, but that passion that pushes those words is not there when they're not in trouble. See, there's no broken heart pushing, because, man, it breaks my heart to see my kids suffer. It breaks my heart. This series that Pastor Keith has written is a series that is a gift from the Holy Spirit to you. So really, I, I hope y'all can really, really listen. You know, I understand that there's a free will. In other words, I'm very aware that I can't, uh, I can't pray control over anybody. I understand that. But prayer changes things. I've come to learn that prayer changes things matter of fact the fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much fervent means red hot the red hot prayer of a righteous man I believe that uh I, I believe I got a word for us today in here everybody's sitting here and that word is God's ready for you to get red hot God wants us to get red hot. He hears words. He hears the words. He wants passion. He wants us to get red hot with our prayers. That is the word that I'm giving you today. God wants you to get red hot. And, and here's a pattern. Drop back. Watch all the series. Watch his series. And, and again and again and listen. The, here is the pattern of how to help get red hot. Let's don't just get red hot when the kids are in trouble. Let's get red hot now. Matter of fact, I just wonder right now, I wonder by the way, Facebook, you may not, you can't see this, but there's snowflakes on the wall. Those snowflakes are prayer requests that people had written in here over the last week or so. And uh, it's, they took, they wrote them down, and they hung them up. I just wonder right now how, how many children, how many kids are written down here that their mamas are, are really believing God to do something special on them flakes. What do you think? think there's any up there you reckon there's one or two up there where they're they're wanting their marriage to work tell you what then can y'all stand up with me and we stand in agreement stand in agreement see the God that I serve will answer them prayer requests so why don't this room right here we come in agreement for whatever those prayer requests are, that they get answered. Lord, Father in heaven, in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we know that you know us so well. You know every emotion we have. You know every hurt that we felt. And you know every single person that put pen to that paper and in faith hung it there on that line. Hung it on them curtains. Lord, they didn't hang it for us. They didn't hang it for liberty. They didn't hang it for them. They hung it up for you, Lord, because their heart breaks and their heart aches for something. Lord, we come in agreement right now in the name of Jesus for every person that needs freedom on those papers be set free in Jesus' name, not next week, not next month, right now. We pray in the name of Jesus that freedom reign on those snowflakes right now. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we pray, Father, that healing takes place. Father, we know that you're a God that heals. We know that you're a God that loves us. We know that you want us to be healed. So, Father, right now, we come in agreement, healing over every single person. i speak it right now in Jesus' name. Healing. I pray healing. I believe healing. I prophesy healing over everyone that was hurt, broken, whatever it was they wrote on that thing. I pray for deliverance in the name of Jesus. For those that need deliverance, I pray that every demonic force in them lives would be run out so far. they have be trembling in fear right now in the name of Jesus. May they tremble in fear just from the faith of someone putting that on that wall. Father, I pray right now, now that restoration comes to marriages now in the name of Jesus instantaneously in the name of Jesus i'm praying for restoration i pray that you stir up a love between a husband and his wife a love that nothing can tear down a love that they can't even imagine they can have in Jesus name we come in agreement for every request written on these walls and in the power of the holy spirit we say It is finished. In Jesus' name. Now y'all can sit back down. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Ooh, y'all have to forgive me. I'm a little fired up. In Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, lead me to my next page. Or just, I'll preach whatever you want. It's up to you. I was pretty sure you had me put it on the paper, though. Yep. There it is. Got it. We're one more up. What are Christmas prayers? Christmas prayers are prayers scripted from the story of Christmas. The scripture becomes the script of our prayers. The scripture becomes the model of our prayers. Luke 22, 22 through 39. I better go and line that up before I even start reading that. There it is. There it is. Oh, we're two down. See how good the Holy Spirit is? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Luke 22, 2, 22 through 39 Then it was time for their purification offering as required by the law of Moses after the birth of a child. So his parents took him to Jerusalem to present to him the Lord. The law of the Lord says if a woman's first child is a boy, he must be dedicated to the Lord. So if, so, they offered the sacrifice requiring in the law of the Lord either a pair of turtle doves or a young pigeon. At that time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simon. Is that Simon? Well, it is in Arab. He was, he, he was a righteous man and devoted and was eagerly waiting. See, there's something right here that I, I hope we can do today. we got to be eagerly waiting for God to answer our prayers. That's what faith is. Faith is believing. Faith is eager, e- whatever, waiting. Patiently but excitingly. For the Messiah to come and rescue Israel, the Holy Spirit was upon him. And he had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That day the Spirit led him to the temple. Very important. We we begin to allow the Lord. Let, let the Spirit move us, man. Let the Spirit lead us. Sometimes he'll have you do some crazy stuff. Who cares? So, when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby, Jesus, to the Lord as the law required, Simeon was there. He took the child in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace as you have promised. I have seen your salvation. Which you have prepared for all people, he is the light. he is a light to reveal God to the nations, Amen. And he is the glory of the, your people, Israel. Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him. Then sent Simeon. Is that it? Simeon blessed them and he said to Mary the baby's mother this child is in Jesus name destined to cause many in Israel to fall but he will be a joy to many others amen still a joy he has been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. As a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. Yeah, in Jesus' name. And a sword will pierce your very soul. And a prophet was also there in the temple. She was the daughter of Fanuel. Oh, that's somewhere. don't That's weird. I'm sorry if your name is Fanuel. I didn't mean that. Well, I meant it, but I didn't mean to say it out loud. From the tribe of Asher. And she was very old. Her husband died when they had been married only seven years. Then she lived as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple but stayed there day and night worshiping God with fasting and prayer. She came along just as Simeon was talking with Mary and Joseph and she began praising God. She talked about the child to everyone who had been waiting expectantly. Expectancy is the breeding ground for miracles. Oh, I'm sorry, that's Rick, that's Rick. But it is. Expectancy, when you expect God to do something, that's a breeding ground for some miracles right there. For God to rescue Jerusalem. When Jesus' parents had fulfilled all the requirements of the law of the Lord, they returned home to Nazareth of Galilee. Oh, look here, I got another page. In order. No, it don't add up, does it? I'm going with it. Patience, endurance is what you need now. Where are we at? We're going with this. Patience, endurance is what you need now. Nope. Here it is. Wait a minute. I'm going to say that's the end of it. Flip that thing one more time. Show me what's on there. Is uh, that 39? Well, this is a good little chance for y'all to catch your breath before before I really let it loose. Here it is. Christmas prayers are prophetic prayers. Christmas prayers are prophetic prayers. They declare identity over activity. They call those things that do not exist as though they did. They, They create your desired future, build up, encourage, and they comfort. So what does a prophetic prayer look like? Well, a prophetic prayer looks like, Thank you, Lord, for setting my kids free from drugs. When they're still doing drugs, that's prophetic. See, the thing is, a prophetic prayer don't mean that I'm trying to prophesy up a pencil or a car or a house or a building or anything else. A prophecy, a prophetic prayer is I speak as though it is because I've already know. I know. I know. I know the truth. That's what what a prophetic prayer is. A prophetic prayer is thank you, Lord, that you have set my kids free. Thank you, Lord, that they are the head and not the tail. That's a prophetic prayer right there. That's what prophetic prayers are. So uh, it does encourage me. It does build me up. It does comfort me. You want to know why it comforts me? Because I believe that God has my back. I believe it. I believe what I'm saying. I believe what I'm praying. When I get into the prophetic part of prayer, I believe it. Christmas prayers are prophetic prayers. Christmas prayers are prayers of praise. Here's the thing. Praise reminds us of who he is and what he has done, and it invites his presence and releases the spirit of prophecy. Praise eradicates fear, cultivates faith, and produces a corresponding action. So here's the thing: when you go into prayer, when I go into prayer, I've got my mind going 52 different ways. I'm thinking about this. I'm feeling this. I'm mad at what how what Dusty said to me. All this stuff. You know what I'm saying? I got all these feelings and things. But that that's why it's very important if we follow the model or a model. If we follow the model of praise and we begin to praise, it melts the world away. It melts away those situations that are going on in our life. And it helps to invite the presence of God to come in. When the presence of God comes in, then I begin to get bold. See, before I was, I was not bold because I had my mind on everything. I don't know, maybe that's just me. I got my mind on everything, but you know what? My kids, I'm going to use my kids because that's who I am. I'm sorry. I love addicts anyway. Everything's kind of leaning towards that because that's just who I love. I mean, I love you if you're not an addict. Forgive me. I love you if you're not an addict. Yes, if you're not an addict, you can actually come around me, but I'm weird. Addicts just think I'm normal. Anyway, so... As I as, as, as this is what Pastor Keith has brought us. What a wise man! I mean, it's the Holy Spirit. Thank God for his sensitivity. When I enter into prayer, then I am entering into a pl- I enter into praise. I am beginning to melt the world away. Praise you, Lord. Thank you for what you have done. It's reminding me of who He is. It's reminding me of what He's already done. Right. It's doing all those things, and then then his presence begins to come in, and that's where I get bold. That's where boldness comes up for me to prophesy freedom in the name of Jesus. That's where you get bold when when his presence comes. His presence comes, and you prophesy freedom, deliverance in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mmm, y'all feel that? I think God's wanting to do something special. See, I get in that place, and that's where I want. Some of y'all are going through some struggles. Let me tell you, get some praise on, whatever your praise is. Get some praise on and get praising God, worshiping him. Let the world melt away and boldly get up in there and say, I declare freedom over my family, freedom over my wife, freedom over my finances. I declare freedom in the name of Jesus over myself. You got struggles, you got areas. How about let's declare in the name of Jesus freedom over that area, over yourself. Speak it out loud. Alright, so you got, we, we, we've established you got to enter with praise. There's prophecy. You're going to prophesy. We ain't prophesying up pencils and cards and paper. We're prophesying what his word says. It actually, we're going to prophesy something he's already showed us, but I'm going to get there in just a second. Christmas prayers are persistent prayers, persistent prayers. We praise, we prophesy, and we persist in prayer. Luke two thirty-six through thirty-eight. Anna, a prophet, was also there in the temple. She was the daughter of Tell me again. Fan you well? We'll go with that. I mean, what'd you do? Like, what's up, Fan? I don't know how it went back in the day. I'm over here praying. From the tribe of Asher, and she was very old. Her husband died when she had been married only seven years. Then she lived as a widow at the age of 84. She never left the temple, but stayed there day and night worshiping God with fasting and prayer. She came along Simeon just as he was talking to Mary and Joseph, and she began praising God. Praise you, Lord. It's arrived. That thing arrived. She talked about the child to everyone who had been waiting expectantly for God to rescue Jerusalem. See, the only way that she stayed in the temple was that she had already seen the end result. Persistent prayers are faith-filled prayers that see the end. Persistent prayers are faith-filled prayers that see the end. Habakkuk, that's how they say it in A- A-rep. Habakkuk, Two, one through four, I will climb up to my watchtower and I will stand at my guard post. There I will, I I wait to see what the Lord says and how he answers my complaint. Then the Lord said to me, write my answer plainly on the tablet so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. I just want you to know there's some runners in Liberty. They make you a little uncomfortable because their motor's always running. Just know that's a runner. Don't 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 just dismiss them runners now. Cause they look a little weird. They are weird. But they runners. They just waiting for something. Look at the proud. Look at the proud. Look at the proud. They trust in themselves. And their lives are crooked. Says crooked, but who in the world says that nowadays? But the righteous will live by their faithfulness to God. God always prophesies the end and declares the promise, not the process. It takes persistence to get through the process to receive the promise. So let's think about this just for a second. He, he 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 doesn't he doesn't share the process, and I, I've actually figured out why. But let's think about this. I get in there and I, I start praying for my kids, and I get on my knees, and I get that passion. I get them tears flowing. I get things going on, and I'm crying out to God, and I get the vision. Bam! There's the vision, and then everything goes terrible. It gets worse. I mean, it's it's worse now that I'm praying for it than it was a while ago. Come on now, think about it. Let's, let's just be real for a second. I mean, you can see it. Some of you, you've been carrying that vision for 10, 15 years. God gave you that thing 15 years ago. And you still got it and you can see it. It's right here. Oh, but everything falls apart. Everything looks worse than it did when you started. See, the pro- now, listen, this is very important. The promise, the, the process is almost never, almost never what you think it is. The process, he gives you the end result. He'll give you a vision of the end result. But I promise you the promise, or the process rather, the process is almost never. I did put the word almost because maybe, I'm ne- but it's never what I think it is. It has never been what I thought it was. I think it's going to go in one way. Well, it never does. Never. That's why it's important. See, when, what it is is when God, uh, when you begin to pray, when you begin to pray and things fall apart and everything looks worse, that's when God's moved in there and doing his strongest and best work. Now, I'm not saying every time. But it is possible that he's in there messing up everything. See, God likes to, He likes to take broken things and put it back together right. Think about it. It's important that we persist in prayer. See, how many times have we, has everything got worse and we thought, whoa, my God, doubt creep in. No, we need faith. We need faith. You need faith. No matter what it looks like, you need faith. There's people counting on you. Hebrews ten thirty five through 39. So do not throw away the confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings you. Patience, there it is. Endurance is what you need now. Did that line up? So that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all he has promised. See, you gotta believe that. You gotta believe you will receive it. Well, it's been five years, been twenty years. Okay, we're gonna talk about that in just a second. For in just a little while the one the coming one will come and not delay. And my righteous ones will live by faith. But I will take no pleasure in anyone who turns away. But we are not like those who turn away from God to their own destruction. We are the faithful ones whose souls will be saved. Persistent prayer continues to pray, live, and do the things that pleases God. Persistence refuses to turn away. And make it its own way. Hashtag wait for it. Refuses. Well, what is faith? Faith is just believing God. And sometimes you got to believe God for a long time, but you have to stay persistent. And sometimes it's believing God for a really long time. But no matter how it feels, no matter what it looks like, no matter how long it takes, you are to stay persistent in your prayer. Amen. Genesis 16, 1 through 5. Now, <clears throat> here we go. Sarah, Sa- Sarah, Sarah. Abram's wife had not been able to bear children for him, but she had an Egyptian servant named Hagar. What do you think about that? So Sarah, said to Abraham, the Lord has prevented me from having children. Now, now they already had division, by the way. God had already came and said, you will have children. Go and sleep with my servant. Perhaps I can have children through her. And Abram Sure enough, he agreed. So Sarah, Abram's wife, took Hagar, the Egyptian servant, gave her to Abram as a wife. This happened 10 years after Abram had settled in the land of Canaan. So I'll tell you what now. I'm here to say, uh, some of you have been praying 10, 20, I don't care, keep praying. Persistent. So Abram had sexual relations with Hagar, and she became pregnant. But when Hagar knew she was pregnant, she began to treat her mistress, Sarah, Sarah, with contempt. Sin entered the marriage. Sin entered that marriage. Then Sarai said to Abram, this is your fault. It was both of them's fault by the way. I put my servant into your arms but now she's pregnant. She treats me with contempt. The Lord will show who's wrong, you or me, who well, you're both wrong. See, persistence keeps us dependent on God. Our natural tendency is to turn away and try to help God. That's our natural tendency. But guess what? God don't want your help. He doesn't want your help. He wants obedience. He wants obedience whether it's five years, one year, five days, ten years, a hundred years. He wants you to stay obedient to his word and what he said. He wants you to be obedient. You can birth Ishmael, or you can birth Isaac. One is the work of the flesh, the other is the work of faith. Come on, I'm talking to somebody right now. I'm talking to somebody that keeps picking up what God's already given you a vision for, and you keep picking that thing up. You keep picking it up. You keep trying to say, well, here's, here's Hagar. Let's do it this way. God give you a vision. He said, I want your obedience. I want you to stay persistent in prayer, and I want you to believe my word, and I will deliver it. So let's birth to Isaac. Right? Some of us in here uh, see for that single people... My heart breaks for them. I keep seeing single people, and you know you ain't supposed to be with that person. You know that God has somebody for you. But you keep taking that ball in your own hand rather than waiting on God to do his thing and bringing Isaac. I'm here today to say, don't grab no more Ishmael's. Let's grab some Isaacs. Let's wait on Isaac. Wait on Isaac. Wait on Isaac. You can go ahead, brother. I'm good when you are. I'm good when you are. Look here. Here's the thing. When I get on my knees and I cry out to God, for my children and and I know that God wants me to leave them in their hands. You know what kind of choice I got to make? I got to choose to leave them hungry. I got to choose to leave them cold. And I got to choose to leave them in their hand. Now, that ain't for everybody. That's the word for me. That's my word. My word is you leave them. That's the choice I got to make. So if they want to go out there and eat with the pigs, and they want to eat that slop. I got to leave them over there eating slop. I can't run over there and rescue them. And, I, and now that's my word. But I'm going to be honest with you. That's the word of some in here in this house. Y'all have been rescuing people for way too long. You know that God wants you to let them uh, leave them alone and let God handle it. But you keep running over and putting it back in your own hands. See, that's the key to the persistent part of this prayer. That, I've, that This is the part Pastor wants me to bring today. Persistence that's the that's the key to this persistent part of this prayer you've got no matter what it looks like you've got to pr- keep praying you've got to hold on to the vision and do not jump on something that you know that that's not what god wants you to do he wants you to leave alone he don't care what it looks like he don't care yeah that's what he did there, really up. got you will y'all stand up with me you know what I tell you what I'm going to do when my kids come home I'm going to kill a fatty calf I'm going to celebrate I'm going to get behind them and I'm going to help them as much as I possibly can we're going to eat that fatty calf they can eat pig slop out there it's up to them I have no control over their choice but I do know the word God gave me and it was do not rescue do not rescue I will rescue Rick. I want to encourage everybody here this is a word for every single person in here God wants us to get some red hot prayers going he wants us here today to begin to get some red hot prayers look here I want to give a shout out hold on and I tell you what I ain't going to have you raise your hand and do all this I, I don't know exactly how much time we got, and and really I don't care at this point. There's somebody in here that has not given their life to Christ. They they, I'm, they you hear God right now? I'm telling you, God is talking to somebody. It might be somebody who's been going to church here for 20 years. Man, church? What? No, no. I believe God's talking to somebody and I'm going to ask you to come down here and get in the altar in front of everybody and say, I'm giving my life to God today. God, I want what you have for me. We're going to wait one minute. Come on, man. Don't worry about what people think. Come on. God says, if you're ashamed of me, he's ashamed of you. Is there anybody that will come down here today and say, I want Jesus Christ as my Lord? How much time do I got alright sounds good we got one minute Tim. we we're gonna listen to him for one minute and we're gonna wait on that person to come right here cause I know you're here I know you're here I, I don't wanna make it easy on you heck living for Christ ain't easy man ain't nothing easy about it i don't want to make it easy i want you to get down here and give your life to christ it's you and the holy spirit anyway all i'm doing is following what he said now you do your part of what he's saying Jesus, I just first of all lift up this brother right here. May you take that boldness that it takes to step out like that and use it for you Lord may this brother right here change the lives of those around him may this brother be used in a mighty and powerful way in the name of Jesus we ask that you would anoint this young man to do what, uh, what nobody around him is doing Father anoint him to reach Father further than any of us reach him in a way Father, that only he can reach. Lord, equip him. Equip him, Lord. In Jesus' name. And Lord, I lift up uh, uh, everybody in here and I ask that you would remind us the importance of red hot fervent prayer. Persistently. In Jesus' name, amen.